0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of OhioVerse. On this week's episode, we're gonna kind of hit on a lot of Ohio State news. Um, there's been a lot of fun things that have happened, you know, to Ohio State, especially in women athletics. So we're gonna go through some of that. Um, we're gonna kind of get into a little bit more of like a deeper topic with the Harry Miller situation. If you're not familiar with it, then we will definitely um, go over that in a little bit. And then if we do have time, we're going to kind of hit maybe on the Cleveland guardian, the Cincinnati reds, what they've kind of done in free agency or haven't done in free agency and kind of what we think about that. Um, kind of talk about the Cavs and their maybe slow start since the all-star break. If we have a little bit of extra time after that, then Briggs going to give his opinion on the Deshaun Watson trade since um, uh, myself and then the other four guys on two minute drill were able to give our opinion the other night. So, but to start it off, I would like to congratulate the Ohio State University women's hockey team for winning their first ever national championship in program history. They also set a program best 32 on the season and were a number one seed in the tournament for the first time ever. So, again, congratulations to them. That is amazing. It's always amazing to win a national championship. For this, I want to get Greg's opinion on, on how big of a deal he thought this one. Greg?
1: I mean, this is a pretty big deal for Ohio as far as uh, as uh, women's hockey goes. Women's hockey is a lot of people that don't pay attention to it, but it's a pretty big thing. Um, Minnesota's got a great team. Michigan's got a great team. Um, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of teams out there that that have been winning this for years and years. So for Ohio State to win it this year was was pretty spectacular.
0: Like Greg said, especially for Ohio, this is this is a pretty huge deal. I think that Um, especially when you talk about, like, women athletics. And I think that they're sometimes a little bit, I would say, not recognized for their greatness when you talk about when it comes to, you know, hockey or basketball, softball, other kinds of, you know, athletics, and and to be able to do something like this and and put together a season like this and win a national championship for the first time ever. Um, And, you know, I think I I was watching the press conference and, and their head coach was saying something like it's been, You know, it's been an amazing, you know, six years. Um, Jesus was saying, like, the journey's been, you know, hard, but, you know, everything has been built to this this point. And, um, you know, she obviously gave all the credit to the players and everything as well, too. But, you know, it just shows that a testament to, like, when a bunch of people get together and and they they work really hard and they go out there and perform at at the highest level, that they can can win a national championship. And I, I think that's amazing for them. That's huge for them. That's something they've been working towards you know, since the time they stepped on campus. And like I said before, I'm super excited for them. I'm super excited for the state of Ohio because we have another, you know, national champion that we can kind of put up on a pedestal and and uh, celebrate them, you know, obviously until, you know, the next Women's National Hockey Championship, but we'll always remember them in history. So I think that's super exciting. I guess the second thing that I kind of just wanted to ask Greg was like, you know, looking at their team, I, I know that they had a few transfers that came in And then they do have some seniors and stuff like that. But do you think that they can kind of put this back together and and maybe run it back, have the same success or have similar success again next year?
1: I think they'll have similar success next year as far as, because you've got a a good chunk of players returning, but as far as a repeat championship, I just don't think, you know, obviously this is their first one. Um, There's a lot of other teams and competed in the frozen four for the last, however long. And, and Ohio city, it's not been one of them that's won the national championship. So is a another championship in their future for sure. I mean, you can't, you can't say that, that that's not plausible, but I just don't think that that's going to happen next year back to back, but, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's hard to win back to back championships in anything, but, you know, I think the culture that's being built there um, by that, that head coach and, and obviously that the athletic department is building a culture at Ohio state in general with athletics that, you know, you want to go out and get the the best people not necessarily you know the best talent but the best people the people that are going to come in they're going to work the hardest they're going to play their you know for lack of a better word their asses off and you know they're going to have fun doing it and i think that that this program you know is representing that and i hope that you know that it continues to grow and and like Greg said women's women's hockey is just as fun to watch as men's hockey so if you guys don't watch women's hockey you probably should start watching women's hockey because i think ohio state is is here to stay for sure as a program,
1: I would say do yourself a favor and go watch the first period of that that game. Uh, the other day, it, Ohio State just dominated the puck from start to finish. It was, just, it was a fun game to watch. and they really
0: Yeah, if, if I remember correctly, I think that was the first time since they got to the since they were in the final four that they had actually scored first in a game. So they, they were able to get out to a hot start. But I mean, listen, hockey is fun. You can get it. So, and especially if you're going to watch your Ohio state Buckeyes dominate and win a championship. <laughs> right. So, I mean, here's the hoping they can run it back. Obviously, like I said, I think that culture there is built to be a winning culture. And anytime you have a culture that's built for winning, you have a really good chance of winning championship. There's nothing saying that they can't. It's going to be hard because it's always hard to run it back, but let's hope they do. But moving from women's hockey to Ohio state women's basketball, they are playing in the Sweden against Texas and i kind of just wanted to get craig's breakdown on you know that game and and how he thinks it might go
1: well i mean it's going to be a tough game for them for sure i mean they had a wire to wire win against lsu which is ranked number 3 so they're definitely they're playing well they're only shooting about 48.3% from the floor 45.5% from long range and they won the rebounding battle against uh, lsu so that's going to be the biggest thing for uh, the game against Texas is to make sure that they keep that, that rebounding up. JC Shelton was phenomenal. Eight assists and three steals. You've got Rebecca. I want to say this completely wrong. Mick, Uh, she had 12 points and Braxton Miller tied a career high nine rebounds. So if they can keep that up, that's a formula to win against Texas. This is Texas's 34th NCAA tournament appearance. They enter the Sweet Sixteen with a twenty-eight and six overall record this season, so this marks Ohio State's twenty-sixth NCAA tournament appearance overall in the first since two thousand eighteen. They hold a thirty-one and twenty-five all-time record in NCAA tournaments. Like I said, it's going to be a, t- a tough game. I think that Texas is built to win, but we'll see how that plays
0: out. Yeah, I agree. I know when we covered this team, um, I definitely talked about their two guards and them averaging about like I think twenty points a season. 20 points during the season so i think like like you mentioned anytime that you're able to you know control the boards and rebounds and then if those if those two are able to kind of you know go off and and kind of go go over that 20 point mark i think that they do have a really good chance i mean it's tough in these tournaments because they're one-offs you know what i mean it's not like you're doing a, you know, a seven game in like the WNBA or something like that so it's definitely going to be tough and and like you said texas is built to win but you know i'm kind of pulling for a little bit of a little hope and a little bit of faith that, that those that those two can kind of go off and, and drop maybe like 20, 25 each and uh, they can go ahead and win that game. So um, I don't really think there's anything else outside of like the I guess the mechanics that you kind of described within them, you know, trying to win that I could add to that. But I think that's the one thing that I can say is they just they need to be able to score and, and uh, put points on the board and, and control rebounds. So um, if they can do that, then I think they have a really good chance of winning. and. And again, that'll be a game to to watch. I believe that game is going to is tomorrow at 7 p.m. So right now we're recording on the 24th, I believe. So that game will come will be uh, on the 25th at 7 p.m. So if you guys want to go ahead and watch that, um, you know, this episode right now, you're probably listening to it like right when it comes out at 10 a.m. So go ahead and put that on your calendar for tonight to watch it when you get home from work. Start off your weekend great with a Ohio State women's basketball. Because I, I, I do think they can win this. You, did you did you mention their, their Elite 8 drought?
1: No. Uh,
0: I can't, I can't no. remember how many years it's been, but I know that they've they've had an Elite drought.
1: I know this is their 12th Sweet 16 appearance overall, and they haven't made the Sweet 16 since 2017.
0: So I guess from, from what I um have found, it's been like 30 years since they made it as a program. So... <laughs> okay. That's a, this is a... And and again, you guys can fact check me on that. Um, that's just kind of what I did with my research on. But let's hope that they kinda end that drought. I think this is a I think this is a bigger game than I think maybe a lot of people think it might be for, for these ladies. If they can go ahead and secure this win, in that drought, get into the lead eight, I think that they have a really good chance of going all the way, especially getting past Texas, which they says they're 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 kind of built to win. We'll see how it goes. But again, the twenty fifth, seven PM, be there or be square. Make sure you watch that. Root for our Lady Buckeyes. We move on to our men's basketball team, who unfortunately did not get past, did not get into the Sweet Sixteen. I, I will say, but I just wanted to get your opinion, Greg. On you know, first, I guess, do you think that this basketball program is ever going to take that like next step, um, to kind of, I guess, get back to what it was? You know, like the Evan Turner, Jared Solinger, You know, like even back with like Greg Oden. Like those kinds of days. Do you think it's ever going to take a step to where? You know, we can look at it, you know, in the same light as even the football team or, you know, now the women's basketball team or the women's hockey team. Do you think it, it could take that step to to kind of, you know, help propel itself to, you know, be a consistent contender for a national cheer? Or do you think maybe we're stuck at this, like, you know, mid-level program and we hope that we, you know, strike lightning in a bottle or something?
1: Well, that was about 17 questions all one, once. I'll try to remember it. To categorize these as hey, i, I, I speak of last questions <laughs> uh, first i'll tackle will men's basketball ever eclipse and or be as 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 elite as osu football no just never will well, osu football is is the staple at ohio state and, and i think it'll stay that way for a long time we've discussed that a little bit before in some previous episodes but uh no do i think that the ohio state men's basketball has the chance and the ability to be a a national championship contender. Yes, of course. And it it's funny, it's cyclical with with Ohio State in men's basketball. They tend to um go on these 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 valleys and then these slight, you know, peaks and then the valley comes right again. Um we've had some great time, you know, some great kids come through and play and but the problem is is, is right now. And the problem right now is Holtman. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not jumping up on the soapbox and saying you know to get rid of them but the problems right right now aren't fixable you know they've had months to address the holes in their game and right now we're, what we're seeing is what we're going to get you know they obviously carried a lengthy losing streak into the Big 10 tournament you know they they ripped off some surprising wins throughout the whole thing you know the, the Big 10 tournament and nearly won the whole thing um but i think there was like a disconnect at halftime maybe where they let their guard down once they you know get a halftime lead and they don't make adjustments or if they do make adjustments they make the wrong adjustments or or if the adjustments they're, they're doing aren't working, but they, you know, their defense is definitely letting them down. But like I said, Holt, Holtman can't be responsible for all of it. Um right now the Buckeyes are beat up. Uh they're a little bruised and battered. They've missing it five key players who've missed a uh, combined fifty eight games. Kyle Young missed the last three games before the NCAA tournament. Zed Key played a total of seven minutes over the past four games while recovering from an ankle injury. Mitchie Mitch Johnson uh, has not played since spraining his ankle against Michigan on March 6th. And Justice Suing missed his 29th consecutive game. And even like Seth Towns missed the entire season following his back surgery. So like you're missing a lot of even guys that could contribute to the game, but just haven't been able to to stay healthy enough to do well.
0: I guess what you're saying then is just kind of maybe a streak of bad luck. So maybe I don't know, because I, I think the thing that that I look at most is, is just the consistency side of it. Like if you're not going to be a program that's going to be able to go out there and attract like a top 50 guy, I would say at least, or maybe even a, maybe we'll go top 25. If you're not going to be able to attract a top 25 guy every once in a while. Then you need to be able to accumulate, you know, a bunch of guys that you can put together and they can play a role really well and they can develop, you know, and you're going to need to be able to develop them really well. And then every two to three, you're going to be like a really competitive program while the other, you know, couple years, you're going to be maybe like, you'll make the tournament, but you might not make it that far in the tournament. You know what I mean? You need to be able to do that well, but there's no consistency. You're not, you're not bringing those guys in. They're not developing. They're not sticking around or. Or you know what I mean? They might try to leave for the draft early, or maybe they're injury prone, and then they're banking on the fact that they're going to get a bunch of transfers that come in, and then you have to try to figure out that chemistry on the fly in the off season and then during the season. Like you said, I mean, we've known that Kyle Young has had his injury history in the past, so like them counting on him, like unfortunately, is not something that you know I would do. Like because not that it's his fault, but some people just they're just injury prone. I'm injury prone. It happens. But it's just one of those things that's like, it's really weird because I feel like Ohio State basketball, obviously it'll never be, I don't think anybody will ever look at it in that light of like Ohio State football, because like Ohio State football, you know, if you're comparing it to college basketball would be looked in the light of like, you know, Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina, you know, like those kinds of things. But like, it, it used to, there, we used to be able to be like, wow, like we have NBA guys on our roster. Like I don't know if in the past five or six years if I've seen if I've been like wow there's NBA guys on this roster
1: it, and that's where I to me is it's you know like that that's part of Holtman's problem is and take this as you will but I think he's a boring guy I don't see a lot of of pizzazz and and passion I mean coming out of him and that's got to affect recruiting you know you look at guys like Th- Thad Mata when he was coaching at Ohio State he was a you know, firecracker of a coach out on that f- floor, yelling, screaming. And, and you know, that had to entice certain recruits that that wanted that type of passion coming from, and you look at, you know, day, you look at Urban Meyer, you look at coaches in the Ohio state programs that have had somewhat a bit of a pizzazz, somewhat of a personality. And then they get top recruits because people will say, I want to play for that guy. Like this guy's really good. Or, this guy, you know, cares. And I just, I just don't see that with with the Ohio State coach right now for, you know, I just don't see it. And so that I think is effective recruiting.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the other sports on campus and, and I feel like they're able to recruit at a high level. I mean, you take football away. I mean, even look at like like the baseball program. I feel like consistently competes. I mean, they might have some down years here and there, but they can you look at, you know, men's and women's hockey. They consistently compete. Obviously, our wrestling program at Ohio State has always been kind of considered, you know, a, a top at least top 15 program in the country, if not higher. And you can kind of go down the list through all the other, other athletics. And they seem to be able to recruit and pull people in at a, at a pretty high level for most of their athletic programs. But the men's basketball program just seems like they, they can't. And, and maybe that is Holtman. Maybe that's something to where people just don't see Ohio state basketball as something that um is a, is a destination worth going to because they can't make it to the NBA from there. I, I don't know. I mean, I I saw a headline, you know, I think earlier today that that said, you know, Holtman was saying it's going to be a busy, you know, off season with coaches coming and going and obviously hitting the transfer portal again. It's just like how, I just don't, I just don't see how you can continue building a team from the transfer portal and then expect to be school. That just doesn't like you're, because you're not, you're not bringing a guy in the transfer portal that's going to be there for multiple years. They're, they're on their, they're on their fourth or fifth year. Like it's their final year of, of eligibility. You're bringing them in to give them, you know another shot, and you're hoping to piece something together and work it out. And it just doesn't—I don't know—it just doesn't seem like it's working that way. So something else needs, in my and, opinion.
1: And kind of just to curtail off your topic about what Ohio State is known strongly as a in the academics, they they pride themselves on their their athletes and their their student athlete their, their ability to play and learn at a high level. And I think what the caliber and, and probably I'm probably going to get some nasty emails for this, but caliber guys that are NBA ready right now or NBA ready in the first couple of, you know, the next couple of years aren't wanting to go to a school that is also focused on, on education. They want to go to a school that necessarily is is getting exposure. A little flash in the pan. They know they're going to be there for a year or so. And but education isn't the the focal point of what they're going and i know that that's a horrible thing to say but it's true that that most of these high level guys aren't necessarily trying to get an education they're trying to get experience.
0: yeah I, I don't i mean i i can see where you're coming from with that but the problem is to see them get higher recruits and, and the other programs like i mean look at football so it, it, yeah
1: but but ohio state football is a high level exposure football team ohio yeah. state basketball is not. Ohio State Wrestling is a high exposure program. Yeah. You know, Ohio State Golf is a medium level exposure team. So like level of what they want to get out of it. Do they want to get that education and try to see if they can have a pro career or do they want exposure to make sure that they have a pro career?
0: Well, listen, guys, I'm sure we'll continue covering this program, you know, going forward, especially over the offseason especially if Holtman says he's going to have a busy off season. So there's going to be stuff for us to cover, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I in my opinion, I need to see moving up again. Um, We just can't stay in this stagnant, you know, space because you know, it's Ohio state. We kind of, yes, yes, we want them to go there and get an education. And, and that is important, but you know, it's, it's also something athletically that, that, we expect we expect a certain level that way, and if the coach isn't able to put that, you know, on the court or develop guys to to kind of meet that expectation, maybe it's time for a change. But moving on to somebody else who is a phenomenal football player. Obviously, you know, he's retired from football, um, but when he played, he was a phenomenal offensive lineman. Not only that, um, he's a very very dedicated person when it comes to that um, academic. He was a valedictorian from his high school. No student in college. Don't quote me. I don't remember that specifically, but he is a, a very good student studying
1: mechanical engineering.
0: Mechanical, mechanic, ah, I can't talk. Mechanical engineering, as Greg said. He also is super involved in, I, I want to say missionary work, especially, I think, when I was you know, reading up on him maybe over in Rwanda, I believe, and, and many other countries around the world. But again, yes, somebody that is was a phenomenal football player, but we just didn't, we weren't able to see some of the struggles that he was going through in his personal life. And, you know, he, he retired from football about a week ago and, and kind of came out and, and you know, started talking about his story, you know, suffering from uh, depression and anxiety and, and other mental illnesses within, you know, that realm. And we just kind of wanted to, you know, talk about that story with you guys. I think I'm going to try to make sure that the link to his video that, that he did in Good Morning America or some talk show um that he was on just kind of talking about his story and stuff like that. We'll try to make sure that's linked with our video as well or our our podcast as well too. So you guys can kind of listen to that and get to know him a little bit better, but you know, I did kind of want to get, what is something that that he took away from, from his story?
1: Well, mental illness is, is for the longest time has been a frowned upon subject or a subject that people shy away from and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about, you know, openly. And, you know, people are so afraid to say, I'm not okay. And, you know, I think maybe partially due to COVID, maybe partially due to just, you know, different generations and the kids coming up today, but, you know, mental illness is finally something that, you know, is starting to be talked about. Um, but as far as his particular situation, especially for a male athlete, you know, the stigma of a male athlete is that they're supposed to be tough. They're supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be, you know, this, they're supposed to be that. And he is tough. He is strong, but he also deals with some some mental illnesses that that plague him and plague his life and and caused him to have serious questions about wanting to to go on in life you know and you know he went to coach day and said i i i'm not okay and coach day got him in and with some some you know professionals and he was able to you know do some some work with them and, and you know get I don't want to say get his head right, but get in a better headspace so that, that he can fulfill what now seems to be, you know, a life path where he's out there helping now other people with mental illness. Um, not only sharing it, but just talking about it and, and saying it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to not be okay. And I think that we all need to focus on that, 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 you know, the strongest athletes out there in this world. Could be the saddest guys as well and could be the guys that are, are dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression. And so it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to let somebody know that you're not okay and to try to seek help to make sure that, that you're better and that you stay with us you know, in this life because we need you.
0: I think the, the biggest thing that I took kind of watching him was they, they asked him, what advice would you have for somebody in a similar situation to you? And he said he, that he knows that, that what he's about to tell them is going to be really hard. And that at times he didn't even want to do it, but he said to, you know, pretend, you know, everything was okay until it was okay. Pretend that, you know, you, you were in a better place and, and continue to push forward and continue to seek help because hopefully eventually one day, you know, it, it will be okay for him. And that, that's kind of the message that that he gave to others. And I think that, you know, we've kind of seen, especially over this past year, like like Greg said, in the past, it's been something to where, like, it didn't matter who you were who you played for what sport you played for if you were a man or a woman or you played basketball or football or tennis or whatever it was like coming out and being like I, I have a, a mental illness I have depression I have anxiety like it was it was frowned upon it was something that was like oh then you you can't do you do like and the people alienated those kinds of people and, and people felt like they couldn't come out and and express themselves and and I think over the past year, we've seen where, you know, people have started doing that, where whether that was within the tennis realm, um, or whether that, you know, was in the basketball realm, especially with Kevin Love a couple years ago, and then now with, you know, Harry Miller, and people have definitely been a lot better about being there for them and, and being more supportive. And, and I think that's something that like, that I definitely took away from this was, we all kind of go through it, you know, days where we where where we're sad or, or we don't know if we really want to, you know, keep pushing forward anymore. And I think that's something that is important to realize that, um, you know, kind of segueing in, into this next question that I wanted to, you know, talk to Greg about or ask him about was that it, it's important for us as like fans as well, you know, to understand, even though these athletes are, it doesn't matter how successful they are or how much winning they're doing or how much, you know, fun it looks like they're having while they're doing it that they can still struggle, you know, with depression, anxiety and, and other mental illnesses. And, and it's important for us to kind of realize that as well, too, that they're not any different than us, you know, even though, you know, we root for them and, and, and support them and watch them on TV or go in these big stadiums and watch them, that they, they are people just like us and they, they suffer the same, you know, ups and downs that we do in, in our everyday lives. Um, And I just kind of want to get Greg's opinion, you know, on that, of what he thought about that specifically, and then if he had anything else to kind of elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to think that even those people, people that put themselves out um, in that type of way to get, you know, possibly criticized or or to get constantly talked about or monitored, and, you know, that's got to, you know, there are people just like us, but actually they're they're probably got a lot more stresses and a lot of different stresses than we have so it's it's hard for somebody to relate to anything any of the stresses any of the challenges that they go through and we just need to understand as a community as a sports community that we all are going through something sometimes you might be able to relate to it sometimes you might not be able to but you at least have to understand that they're not okay at that particular moment and we as a community do whatever we can to uplift them rather than critique them or criticize them you know i remember during the olympics uh last summer when i believe it was simone biles took that step away and people were just like you know how could she she's representing america and that's kind of the toxic masculinity that's wrong with with america and what's wrong with with the world right now is that, that you have to show up and you have to do this. No, doesn't matter what you feel like or what you think like. And and you know, like you said, they're people. And she just had the strength to step back and say, "Know what? No, I'm not okay, and I'm not going to put myself in the position where I could further injure myself, further damage myself, not only physically but mentally." And and that's what we need to focus on. And you know, not to not to to go on and on, but it's okay not to be okay. And if You are struggling. There are people out there that you can talk to. You can call the suicide prevention hotline at 1 800 273 8255. Or if you feel better, you can text home H O M E to 741 741. Let somebody know that you're not okay. Somebody will be there for you. That's all
0: I got. I think, like Greg said, we don't want to, you know, keep, I guess, I don't want to say going in circles, but um, I guess saying the same things. But like you said, it, it's okay not to be okay. And, and I think I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people can kind of, can kind of realize that, you know, they've been through something similar or been, have been through something that, you know, like I said, that they've questioned whether or not they really want to keep pushing forward. And, and I think that that's something important to remember that just because whether that's athletes or whether that's movie stars or, or people that, you know, we put on such this high pedestal that, that it is okay for them to to be able to, you know, experience these these same kinds of things as us, and, and it's okay for us to support them. You know what I mean? We don't have to to demonize them for for feeling this way, and, and I think that's something super important to remember. So, I think we're gonna go ahead and end it there. I think we'll kind of you know touch base on the Reds and the Guardians going into you know, the next episode, and then hopefully um, by the time we come out with the next episode, we'll be talking about the Cabs in the playoffs or, or close to it. But let's go ahead and move into our double-take segment, and I'll let Greg kind of kick it off.
1: Okay, so my prediction for this next two weeks in sports is that St. Peter's is going to beat Purdue tomorrow in advance. I think that the, they're going to advance to lead eight. I think that this is a crazy little situation that's got going on, that the, the last time that a school from New Jersey – made it to the Sweet 16, or the Elite Eight was Seton Hall, and uh their forward is the coach of St. Peter's right now. He was the forward for Seton Hall, and now he's the coach of St. Peter's, and I, I just think it's the Cinderella story that we all talk about, and we all want to see, so I'm rooting, and I, I believe that they are going to be Purdue.
0: And- Let's hope that they do. I mean, that's definitely one heck of a, of a story there. Like, that's, that would be, that's like movie worthy. Like you could totally make a, a Disney plus movie out of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's been 20 some years since they've, they've made it this far or a team from New Jersey has made it this far. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be the player on that team that did make it this far. So it's just, it's, it's too Cinderella, too scripted. I just, I love stuff like that. This is why I love sports. Cause you yeah. see stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't believe it. that's true. That's a true fact.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope they win. Hey, Go all the way, because that would be an amazing, like, 30 for 30 or an amazing, like, sports movie. Like I said, that would would be fun to watch. My thing is, listen, what the heck is the NFL this offseason? Like, wow. We got done recording two-minute drill about, like, a bunch of crazy trades, and then yesterday Tyreek Hill got traded. So, my prediction is that something completely bonkers is going to happen, like, I don't know, who seems like an untouchable player? Let's see here. Um... Lamar Jackson gets traded from the Ravens. I don't even know. It just—it seems like every untouchable player is just moved for multiple millions of draft picks, and I just don't know anymore. So, something else crazy is going to happen over the next two weeks. Like some someone's going to get traded, and we're just going to be like, "Why? Okay, cool." So yeah, that's 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 my prediction. I know it's a little broad, but I'm kind of in awe at the NFL right now because this off season has been just just—I don't, I don't know—fun's if fun's the right word, but it's been. It's been crazy. Um,
1: wildly interesting.
0: Yeah, wildly interesting. But speaking of crazy, you know, let's go ahead and transition into our last part of Double Take segment. What's one crazy thing that you saw, heard about, or happened to you over the past couple of weeks we met last
1: week? So, Nick, how many chicken nuggets do you think you can eat in one sitting?
0: I could probably do, like, one of those by myself.
1: Okay. How long would that take you, do you think? Just just rough estimate.
0: And if I was, like, really, like, hungry... I don't know. That's kind of like weird to put a time limit on it because I feel that's even worse than eating 20. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to go safe and say like, I'm going to say like 15 minutes, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a safe answer. I feel like that's a good one. <laughs> All
1: right. So let's dial it down a little bit. How many do you think you could eat in one minute?
0: In in one minute? Like if, like normally, or if I was like really trying.
1: Uh, split the difference.
0: Two, three, maybe? <laughs>
1: Well, a British competitive eater broke the Guinness Book of World Records when she ate 19 chicken nuggets in one minute. Leah Schuchever, uh, of England's West Midlands broke the world record while backstage at the Guinness World Records uh, Italian TV show Lo Show dei Recorda in Milan. She attempted to eat 20, but she only got 19, and she ate a total of 12.42 ounces of chicken nuggets enough to take the record from Neela Kaiser, who ate 10.51 ounces of chicken nuggets.
0: 19? I I said, what, 20 and 15? Yeah. Um, Okay, that's interesting. You you said, what was the previous?
1: I think they did it in ounces, so it was a total of 12.42 ounces of nuggets, and the previous record was 10.51 so I'll probably say 17 nuggets was probably the, the previous record. I'll guesstimate I'll that because uh, uh, chicken nuggets about an ounce. So yeah, maybe not less than that. I probably a half of an ounce. So you're probably looking at maybe she's 14 or so if I'm doing my math correctly.
0: That's a, that's a crazy fact. It's definitely interesting. I'm going to leave it on that one. Mine's not that fun. And I think eating 19, 19- chicken nuggets in in one minute is probably about as crazy as we're going to be able to get for one week. Again, guys, we're going to go ahead and put that link to the Harry Miller video um, in our post. Um, So if you, if you want to watch that, definitely do. I think that, you know, he has a lot of good things to say and you know, if there's any other writings or posts or videos that he's in kind of talking about his story and go ahead and listen to that. It, it, It might help you. It might be something that you can use to help somebody else. Definitely give it a listen. We just thank you guys for all your support. And, you know, we're going to keep pushing along and, and covering topics and having fun with it or, or kind of diving deep into a little bit of some more, you know, serious topics and, and covering those for you guys. If there's anything you guys would like us to go over that we haven't, like I always say, let us know in the comments or, or let us know on our posts. You know, again, thank you to Greg for coming on. And, and uh, he's the one who kind of brought a lot of these topics, you know, to this episode. So thank you to him. It was, it was a, a good time talking with you. And I look forward to our next episode. Are you doing uh, on deck this week, Greg?
1: Yeah, I'll be out uh, Monday morning. So look forward to that. It's going to be a little bit of a rehash of of kind of the last episode. Just a kind of a, some updates on some things that have happened, so new information that we've received, and a few topics. And so uh, it's going to be a going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it this week.
0: And listen, baseball's been had a crazy off season as well too. So there's always plenty to talk about. <laughs> yeah, right. righty. well, thank you again. This was Ohioverse presented by Deep Dive Sports, everybody. And as always, until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ohioverse.
1: If you'd like to stay up to date on the show and sporting news in Ohio,
0: Go ahead and follow Ohioverse podcast DDS on Instagram.
1: Also, don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and listen to any of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you and catch you on the next one.